Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today, I have the pleasure of having... Uh, the founder of the Black Agents, uh, the Black Sheep Agency, uh, Amy Waddell. Uh, she's the founder and president. She's going to join us in a moment. Uh, if you care to join in, in the conversation, you can call in three four seven three two four three four six zero, or you can pose a tr- uh, question in the chat room and read it on the air. Amy, welcome to the program. Happy to be here. Great. I guess to begin with, kind of tell us about yourself. How did you get started? Well, um, I've been in the industry for about 13 years in Houston, and I was, you know, growing up in, in other agencies throughout town, and about three years ago, just a little bit over three years ago, I I started to feel like there were some shifts in the industry that needed, uh, needed attention, and I felt like um, being on my own, I could chase after those shifts and, and really be ahead of the game quicker than... Um, being in someone else's agency. So I started Black Sheep about three years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, we've, we've hit the ground running and and been doing uh, great things for our clients ever since. Wow. So what was the experience of leaving a well-known uh, agency that you were with and say, I want to do things on my own? Well, it was it was pretty scary to be honest because I hadn't really grown up dreaming of being an entrepreneur. It was something that just just happened in the moment. Um, you know, it felt like something that I had to do and and without much uh history there. So, it was a little bit intimidating, but I'm a pretty fearless person, so I, uh, you know, just took it one step at a time. You know, I think that a lot of people can get overwhelmed with taking on a large endeavor like that because they feel the weight of of all of the things that need to happen at once. And I'm pretty good at focusing in on baby steps and what needs to happen first and just putting one foot in front of the other and taking it one day at a time. So it was a little bit intimidating, but scary and, you know, exciting all at the same time and and a really um, challenging and rewarding experience. Wow. How did you come up with the name? So that's, I get that question <laughs> pretty much daily in, in my encounters with, with people. Um, I, I guess it was sort of a little bit of a personal thing. I, I had, you know, worked in, in various jobs in the industry over the years and just, you know, while I excelled in those jobs, I really just never felt like everything totally clicked into place. I was just sort of always the one that was there stirring things up a little bit and 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 thinking big and, and oftentimes getting told no uh, to my ideas. So I felt like a little bit of a black sheep just just uh you know making my my way down my career path and then 
also, you know, when it when when the idea came to mind for naming the company that, it just seemed to fit because that's what we do for our clients. You know, we really make them stand out in in their crowded industry. You know, we make them the black sheep so that they're they get attention and and um, and they look different from the rest. Well, I just want to say, uh, you really have a very unique website, which is cute, and uh, can I give you the kudos for that? So it's really, really neat and, oh, thank and really you. fun. Yeah, Thanks. I guess to uh, just kind of home in, you know, marketing on a dime for small businesses. Small businesses don't really have a lot of money out there, and they're trying to grow across the board. They have all these things on their plate. What advice do you you can give them uh, to market themselves? You know, until they grow to the size of like getting an agency like you, what what can they do? Well, you know, at the at the heart of my agency, we really focus on public relations, social media, and lots of really engaging grassroots tactics for our clients. So those are those are the things that I would um, that I know really work for clients, especially those who are operating on a small budget. So, you know, one of the the key things, and I'm sure this is not new to your listenership, I'm sure they're either active in social media or they're hearing about social media all the time, um, because if if they're not, they're a little bit late to the game. It's something that everybody needs to be active in, regardless of what your business is. Now, um, every platform isn't right for every business, so I'm not saying that that it's sort of a one-size-all, fits-all package, but social media is essential to the marketing mix. So, you know, I really think that they should focus in on exploring the platforms that are right for them, Uh, you know, whether it's Facebook, which is really a community builder, a loyalty builder. Uh, It's going to be a, a place where people who have probably already connect with their business or their brand in some way will go to find them. And it's, uh, you know, once you get them to like your page, they're a captive audience. So, so whether it's Facebook or it's Twitter, which Twitter is more of an outreach tool to, to network online and to start new conversations, um, or there's Pinterest, which is really exploding now. Um, it's great for small retail businesses for businesses who really have a clientele with a specific interest set. Um, and then there's LinkedIn, which is the only pro- strictly professional networking platform in the social media world. Um, so it kind of depends on what your business is, but there's just so many ways to connect online with your audience now that um, that I would say that's one of the biggest things that I would recommend. Um, and then, you know, with social media also, there are so many tools out there that allow just somebody who's not even trained to be uh, a photographer or a videographer and capture really rich content about their business that they can use on the social media platforms. So, um, you know, exploring those tools as well, I think, is is really important. Um, so social media would be the first thing that I would talk about. And then, mm-hmm. you know, another thing is really just getting involved in the community in a grassroots perspective, you know, thinking about where your ideal customer lives and goes and what their routine is. 
Um, and then, you know, thinking about how you can connect with them in that environment, whether that's getting involved through charitable work or thinking about other um, organizations that they belong to and just really getting out and connecting with them in person. Because as much as I preach about social media and connecting online, I think it's really essential that people continue to connect in real life and and get out there and shake hands and have real conversations, face-to-face conversations, um, because that's, you know, that's more meaningful, and that'll make even the digital connections a lot stronger once you meet somebody in real life. Um, so, you know, connecting in, in person and making the most of uh, event opportunities and things like that. Um, and then, you know, the last thing that I would mention before I let you ask some more questions would be, um, public relations is is a tricky thing to do yourself um, as a small business, but there are opportunities to invite the media in to see what's happening. So if you're a small business and you have something really impactful going on or your organization is going through big changes or doing big things, don't be afraid to call the local paper or the TV station and and you know, try and get someone on the phone that you can invite in to see what's happening in your world. Um, you know, you need to probably do a little bit of research online about the best way to approach the media, and it is often best left to the pros. But if you do have something that's really newsworthy, don't be intimidated, um, you know, and and call and try and network with the, t- the, the news reporters and see if you can't get them to listen to what's happening. Okay. When it comes to uh, great, I really appreciate all all three areas. With social media, I think one of the biggest things that uh, small businesses always complain about: how in the world can I pull all of this together? I mean, to keep myself above water with Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and LinkedIn, and I have to go to each website to go and post and. And you mentioned some tools. Are there some tools that they can use that they can pull all of this together and just make one post and it goes to all of these different networks? Well, that is a great question. Um, the There are a few things that, that that brings to mind that your listeners should know. Number one, it is hard to to manage all of these platforms. So that's why I suggest taking a really strong look at what makes the most sense for your business? So don't don't utilize all of these platforms if they're not the right platforms for your business. Do one or two things and do them right. Uh, the thing about trying to do – there are some tools, yes. The answer to that is yes. Um, there are things like TweetDeck and HootSuite, which is, um, you know, they aggregate – into one platform, your ability to post on multiple platforms, not all of the platforms yet, but, you know, at least Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn from one one position. But the thing that I'll caution you about there is that social media is like any relationship that you have. Whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So, you know, trying to post in multiple platforms that are used for different purposes and have different audiences and have different voices will really not get you the results that you want. 
you're when you're looking at Twitter, it's very short form. It's um, you know, as I mentioned before, more of an outreach tool for new conversations. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook is is more of a connection with an existing audience. You have the ability to write longer posts. You have the ability to put really rich content in. And if you're trying to do sort of a one-size-fits-all solution, you're really missing out on an opportunity to customize and really talk in the right way to those audiences. So I don't recommend posting from, you know, one one post to all platforms, but there are tools that can make your life easier uh, for managing all of it so you don't have to visit separate uh, URLs to get there. As I mentioned, that's TweetDeck and Hootsuite, and there are a host of others um, if you if you research uh, that online that will be easy to find. Um, so, you know, my advice is to really invest in a couple of platforms and try your best to set aside time to really be consistent with it because consistency is going to be really important for building that community. Wow. What pla- uh, what type of businesses are really good for social media? Uh, I know you mentioned at the top of the hour. Um, well, maybe not. It won't work with a Facebook. It might not really work with a Twitter. Any businesses that comes to mind? Those particular industries are really not good for social media. Not really offhand. I mean, that's a broad question. It's it's mm-hmm. difficult to say right offhand who isn't the best fit for a certain platform. I will tell you that it's a lot more challenging to find a solution for B2B businesses. So um, if you have a B2B business, it's a little bit trickier just to figure out how you're going to reach the right decision makers and and so, you know, that just requires a little bit more of a strategy. But generally, it's hard to say, uh, you know, what category the businesses would fall in for various platforms that just wouldn't be the right fit. Okay. And how do you actually uh, – one question always come up is regarding the return of on investment. How can you really uh, rate the return? That is a tricky question that's talked about so much in our industry, and I know so much, um, you know, in internal conversations where people are trying to decide whether or not they want to leap into social media. Uh, there are different ways for different industries to measure. I mean, first of all, if you're really going to make a significant time investment in social media, there are a few platforms that you can pay a small monthly fee for and you can track your traffic on social media so you can see how many people you're reaching and where those people are going. If you are including links to your website, you can see how many of those people are clicking through. Um, You can include Google Analytics on your website and really monitor who is coming from your social media channels into your website. That's particularly significant if you have an e-commerce site. Um, But then there are other small things that you can do that are more customized and hard to address in just a few words. But one of the things that you can do, uh, you know, is look at the promotions that you're running and find ways to measure that. You know, implement uh, customized phone numbers for specific promotions or uh, create custom landing pages for various promotions that you, so you know if that person is coming from Twitter or that person is 
coming from Facebook and how those leads are converting. Uh, you know, the other thing you can do offline is just really include all of your social media information on all of your marketing tools. You know, back in the, I guess, early 90s, when when websites became available and essential to the marketing mix, everyone always was saying, put your website on everything. And I'll say the same for social media now. Put your social media information on everything and make sure that you're driving traffic to those sites. And then ask questions. So if you have a service business where you're connecting with the customer in person, ask them, you know, do you know about our Facebook page? Have you liked our Facebook page? Did you come in because of our Facebook special? So there are just ways. It's just the same way with um, old-fashioned traditional marketing when you're trying to track um, how effective anything is. You can put those same tools into play on social media. Wow. We're going to take a break for a second, and we'll be back in a moment uh, to talk a little bit more about uh, marketing on the die. You listen to The Core Business Show. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to The Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's, just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists. Or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Welcome back to The Core. Once again, here's Tim Jacquin. Well, we're back with Amy with uh, the Black Sheep Agency in Houston, Texas. You mentioned at the top of the hour regarding uh, involvement. You need to get involved with your community. Uh, how do you balance that and know what organizations to join? I know you mentioned charitable organizations just to get your name out there, uh, some other organizations as well. Um, kind of tell us, you know, you have a person that may be, not outgoing or, or shy, and, you know, they may even do functional things. How should they approach someone when it comes to joining a particular organization and to network themselves? Wow, that that question I think is going to be so personal for everyone. I mean, particularly if you're, if you're introverted or shy, there will mm -hmm. be different obstacles to get through if you are the one that is suddenly put in charge of networking. Um, if, if it's the business owner... I noticed that business owners have a tendency to lean more towards the extra category. Um, but, you know, my my recommendation would be just to really look at the time that you have available in the day and think about how you can best use that. So whether that's divided, um, you know, into an hour for social media or if that is networking out in the community, just make sure that those things are on your calendar in a balanced way. So uh, as far as selecting the right things to go to and figuring out how to get out into the community, I guess 
I would like for people not to necessarily look at it as going to an organizational meeting or a luncheon. Those things are important. But what I was really talking about with grassroots and getting out into the community and forming meaningful partnerships is more connecting with businesses who are like-minded to support each other. And I, I guess that's probably best illustrated through an example of a client that we recently worked with. Uh, there was a client that's a small retail store here in Houston over on Westheimer, and they wanted to celebrate their two-year anniversary. And initially they were thinking about just having a, you know, some live music and, and some wine and inviting their customers in. And when they came to us, I just felt like that wasn't enough. Uh, so what I asked them was, what's been the most meaningful thing to them in the past two years for their business? And they said, the way that the Westheimer community has embraced us and the way that all of these small businesses around us really have developed this area and they all stick together. So what we did was organize a group of small businesses, three different restaurants um, along the street, and we had a crawl, a Westheimer crawl, where we encouraged walking from the start business um, and each place had sort of a signature cocktail, and people started at, at the first one and walked together to the second one. They spent about an hour at each place. We had different entertainment at each place, and then they ended up at the retail store where we had a local band. We had local food trucks. We had a local um, craftsman who created party favors. Um, you know, everything was about the local community, and, and we did the entire event supporting a local charity, which enabled a lot of cross-promotion from the local charity, from all of the wow. local businesses. And different people came for different reasons. So maybe some of the people hadn't even heard of the small retail store before, but they were interested or loyal customers of some of the restaurants and bars that participated. And so they all came for different reasons, which was great because it really achieved the goal of our client to get new, new faces into the store. So, you know, that it's looking backwards at what your goal is. You know, what are you really trying to achieve? And then working backwards from that to create some sort of meaningful engagement and then pulling in different organizations or companies or people in the community that really everyone is going to win in the end. Everyone's going to benefit. And so will you advise that you really need to make a marketing or a plan that for your business? Uh, you have an overall business plan, however, should you have a business plan just for marketing? Absolutely. You know, the first thing that you should do when you're either starting out or if you are if you find yourself now in a situation where you're running a business and you don't have a marketing plan, I would stop and set some time aside to really sit down and think about that and put it, put it on paper. Don't just let it live in your head. As business owners, we can do that to a fault. You know, we... We feel like we know what our vision is, and it's not important to get that down on paper to communicate that. And it really is. Uh, it helps keep us on track, and it helps us reach those goals. So I would absolutely make sure that you have a separate marketing strategy down on paper, even if you feel like it's not 
um, institutional presentation ready. Um, you know, just get those things on paper and think about how you're going to approach your social media, how you're going to reach out into the community, how you're going to track those things, what your brand voice is going to be throughout those things, how they'll all connect to each other. That's all really essential. It's really going to help you be more successful with your marketing. Okay. And uh, you mentioned the third thing regarding reaching out to the media. Um, how do you reach out to the media? Do you, uh, who do you need to contact? And um, uh, is certain businesses, yeah, they should, they could reach out to the media. Uh, some they really shouldn't. Well, you know, I, if there are any other PR people listening to this program, they're probably cringing <laughs> because we really shouldn't be advising people to reach out to the media themselves, but. Mm-hmm. I just find that everyone will not be able to afford a PR firm to have somebody on council for PR. So I just want people to know that if you have legitimate news, you have something very monumental happening with your business, not to be afraid to call the newsroom. And, you know, it's pretty accessible to the public. I mean, most newspapers print their staff emails right on the inside of their, um, you know, in, in, in the interior of the pages. So, you know, it's accessible. I would just caution them to be very professional about it and to approach the media with caution and make sure that the news story is worthwhile. Um, you know, so those, I mean, those are really the criteria. And then, you know, think about, consider that reporters are often on deadline and and that they receive hundreds and hundreds of calls and emails a day. So just make sure that you have filtered through and you really believe that what you have to talk about is something meaningful okay. and the right fit for their audience. That's that's essential. Okay. Uh, last couple of questions real quick uh, regarding uh, guerrilla marketing. What is guerrilla marketing? Well, guerrilla marketing, the name comes from the term guerrilla warfare, where you kind of catch people by surprise. Um, so guerrilla marketing, I would say, is really just anything that's sort of grassroots, unexpected, on the ground. Um you know, it can it can be defined in a lot of different ways. It might be, uh, you know, sending out street teams to talk to people about a cause or to distribute flyers for an event. It might be um, hosting some sort of experiential marketing where you are engaging with the community and allowing them to participate in some sort of uh, game. It may be a flash mob. It could be a number of things. Um, you know, just the main criteria is really sort of having a team or feet on the ground and going out there and, and making real connections with your audience. Okay. Anything else you'd like to leave us with? And, of course, you uh, kind of tell us what your website address and how they can contact you. Sure. Um, I guess the, th- the key thing, one of the key things that we always say around – our office uh, is to, and I just mentioned this, so I think I think it's relevant, um, is to be unexpected in your marketing tactics. The unexpected is often 
the most memorable. So when you're going through your marketing and, and, and you're thinking about your plan, just try and inject a little bit of surprise. And I don't mean that in, in sort of a, uh, an unpleasant way, of course, but just how can you really go the extra mile or surprise your client with some sort of little extra so that they are left with a fond memory and they have a story to tell about your brand. I think that's really important. Uh, so our website is www.theblacksheepagency.com, and you can connect with us on just about any social media platform that exists, including Facebook, which is facebook.com uh, forward slash the Black Sheep Agency. And on Twitter, we are Sheer Creativity. That's S-H-E-A-R. And, of course, we're on LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, and and several other sites. So um, just by doing a simple search, you can find us there. Perfect. Well, Amy, thank you for joining the program today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been good to chat with you. Great. Same here. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Again, that was Amy Waddell. She's with uh, the Black uh, Sheep Agency. You can go ahead and go to her website, theblacksheetagency.com. Thank you for listening to The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.